April 24th, New York City. Join me and hundreds of other communicators at FutureComs 2019. Be a day long of all the great things going on in the world of internal communications. All information is available at futurecoms.info. If you decide to register, want to save a couple bucks, save 20% and put in the code podcast. And you save 20% off registration, put in the code podcast. Hope to see you all in New York City, April 24th, Futurecoms 2019. Cue the music. Culture Comms and Cocktails is internal comms served straight up. So settle in, drinking the knowledge, some shaken, some stirred, and maybe even some with a twist, and enjoy the top shelf guests I have lined up for you. I'm your host, Chuck Ghost, strategic advisor at Social Chorus, and it's somewhat fitting that we're talking with this episode's guest on Valentine's Day. Now, you're listening to this sometime after Valentine's Day, but we're lucky to have Kyla Turner, communications manager at Love's Travel Stops, as our guest. Hi, it is a big day, so I'm thrilled to be here talking with you. Well, it is a treat having you on Culture, Comms, and Cocktails, Kyla, so let's dig in to the culture and comms at Loves and hopefully a great cocktail recommendation from you. And as I mentioned at the beginning, Valentine's Day should be a special day for lots of people, but it's a very special day for Loves Travel Stops. Explain why that is. Well, it is. It's who we are. It's in our name. We have a big echo heart in our logo um, owned by the Love family. So yeah, we kind of see Valentine's Day as something that we own with our customers, but also here at our corporate office in Oklahoma City. This is the day where we put down our work and we get away from our desks and we go out into the community. We work with the food bank. We work with the Boys and Girls Clubs. We go to the Children's Hospital and we really dedicate this day to the community. It's called Share the Love. And it's something we look forward to all year long. And so you mentioned earlier today, you spent some time. So where did you spend your, where did you share the love today? I went to the food bank, which I love doing this in the morning. There's something about it. You know, they, they blast the music loud. They, it's all love songs. We all sing along. We all pack boxes and develop these meals um, that will be served in our community. So it's an awesome way to kick off the day. And it's something that, I mean, we just have employees who are, taking selfies, taking pictures of each other, and we're sharing those photos. So it just really sets the tone for the day. Well, it's awesome. Anytime a company does that, especially when you have this great tie-in and it gives people that freedom to go back into the community and share the love. And what I think is interesting too, that I think listeners like to hear, in your background, you previously worked at Southwest Airlines, which also has its own love, more LUV connection. And Southwest is a company that is known for its culture. So I'm curious, what have you brought with you from Southwest to Loves and how have you seen the culture at Loves evolve over the years? Yeah, well, first, everything you hear and see about Southwest Airlines is true. The culture is what drives everything. Employees come first and just the love they have for each other and for their customers, too. So for those of us who have gone forth from Southwest, it's exciting to know that we can bring something, that knowledge of how that culture is done and how it's nurtured at Southwest and go somewhere and really make a difference with it. So Loves, when I got here to Oklahoma City, it's run very operationally like Southwest Airlines. Um, But their culture was kind of, it's always been there, but it's kind of been on the underground, something that it was just the way that they do things. The employees were taking care of each other. They're um, very much a family in both our travel stops and at the corporate office, but it wasn't something that was formally 
promoted or really a spotlight, had a spotlight shown on it. So that's something that we've been working to do for the past several years. And I think it's a wonderful combination of having great leaders who are now really building that up and speaking to it more. And also, I mean, just some of our comms channels have done that. And our Loves Now app has been one of the things that truly, especially in the past year, has really allowed us to put that highlight on our people and let our people speak for the culture itself. Now, for those that aren't familiar, I think it'd be helpful to tell everyone how big Loves is, like who the company is, who the employees are, especially if they don't live in a part of the country that might have a Loves travel stop near, nearby. Well, even if you don't live in a part of the country that has a Loves, hopefully you get on the road and you drive somewhere, you will see one on the way. So Loves Travel Stops and Country Stores, that's our full name, is a family-owned and privately run fuel retailer. We're listed as one of Forbes, actually, largest private companies in America, and we provide fuel, food, um, lots of things you can get on the road, and a safe, clean place to stop if you're traveling on the interstate. We serve everyone, but also uh, just specifically the trucking industry and professional truck drivers. We have almost 500 locations across the country and more than 23,000 employees and growing every single day. What I liked, one of the very first conversations you and I had is I mentioned that on my drives to Chicago, I always stop at a Love's before I get on the interstate. And as I described this to you, you were like, oh, that's the Whitestown location. I've been there. And that was so impressive. That it's not just (laughs) the vastness of it, but you guys have this great knowledge of of all these places. I'm sure they're all a little bit unique and all have a little different character to them. They are. And I think that's something that, I mean, once you come to Love's, you see the Love family is always out in the stores. They used to, I mean, now we're 500 locations, but they used to visit every single location once a quarter. And now we've grown a little too big to have them do that. We have some of our senior leaders that also help make those visits, but that's the thing. I mean, they're very much involved. So if you're working in a store, you're working 24-7, 365 days a year, but you still have the family coming into your store at least once a year just to see how everything's going and make sure everyone's happy and that everything's running on track. So, I mean, we really know that what drives our company are our employees on the front line and, of course, our customers. And you'd previously mentioned you talked about Loves Now, and it is now one of your primary internal comms channels and includes a lot of employee-generated content. You talked about employees today with the Share the Love efforts, taking selfies and sharing those in there. Some, for some companies, that's a little bit of a scary thing for them. So why don't you talk about the governance of how you manage employee-generated content and what's some of the great content you get from your employees? You're right. And I have to say this was, we kind of waded into uncharted water with this too. I think like so many other companies, we really focus on how are we going to get the information to our people? And of course we want feedback, but everything is done in internal comms. I feel like we're, we plan it, we strategize, we want to measure it. And so we really kind of hold it closely. Um, When we launched our new internet a few years ago, we did enable commenting and that's probably the closest we had of any sort of social or user-generated feedback that we could get um, instantly. And that has gone well. I mean, that has been a big eye-opener. So 
we knew that we, when we went to a mobile platform and a social platform that we wanted that interaction. We wanted that user-generated content. We wanted to hear from our employees. We wanted them to feel like they owned it, that it wasn't just another thing that we were pushing out to them. So we really had to look at it differently. Um, we did think about it. You know, Social Course does allow you that opportunity to heavily control. You know, if you wanted to ask for user-generated content, but then you wanted to have an approval process before anything posts, you can do that. But we really looked at that and thought we didn't want to do it because we didn't want adoption to suffer if we had people who were submitting photos that they were proud of or pictures of themselves or their locations, and then they had to wait and wait for something to get approved or something that was never approved. So we really had to kind of flip that script on how we do our communications and say, instead of so tightly controlling all of the details on the front end, we're going to open it up and ask for the things that we're wanting and being very clear. That way our employees can share in this process. And then we heavily monitor on the back end. So once we started getting in all that user-generated content, it's all been fantastic so far. But we have that opportunity then, if we do see something that we need to archive, we will do it on the back end. And that way it's still instantaneous. That way it still works as a social platform for our employees and still has that community feel. And honestly, there's not a lot that we've had to archive or move off of the feeds. I think for the most, and we've been very clear about what our criteria is. Um, obviously, we have the same tenets as what we use for our own external social medias, nothing inappropriate, nothing vulgar, nothing threatening, but we haven't had any of that. Really, our criteria rests in if there are too many pictures from one user of the same thing, uh, we move some of those out so it doesn't clog up the content. Or if we have a blurry picture, or if we have an employee who's taking a selfie, but it, there's really no business reason or anything that it's showing, that's more of the th stuff that we archive. And our employees have gotten, I mean, really accustomed to that. So it's more open than anything we've ever done. And we've had all good results so far. What I love and what our leaders love is just the humanity. All of these things that we know were happening in their stores, even just as simple as celebrating a birthday or celebrating someone's promotion or someone was leaving because they were being promoted to another store in a different location. Um, all of those things now are captured. So we get to see the celebrations that are going on in the field. Um, we just had someone retire who had been here more than 20 years and he was a great leader, but he was also a great fundraiser for children's hospitals. And we got to see his entire retirement celebration with some of the family, with our senior leaders, um, things like that that we just never got to see. We now see, and we see the people behind our stores. Um, and our leadership has loved that. In addition, we see all of the things they're proud of. And I think there is something very strategic in what we did. When we launched this, we really told people, this is a tool where we're going to get you information, but this is also gonna give you the opportunity to showcase all the great things that you're doing. So all of this content that we're getting from our users is very positive. And a lot of it is just people who are proud of their jobs. Um, one of our, our customer commitments is that we will have safe and clean and well-maintained spaces for our customers to stop. So we will get posts of people who have cleaned the restrooms 
just brighter and shinier than you have ever seen. And they will post that picture and say, see folks, that's how you do it. So there's a lot of just that pride, um, that, that ownership of their roles, and there's that idea sharing too. We'll get people who say, look, this is how I designed our merchandising end cap. You guys should do it this way also. So there's this kind of frontline information sharing, and then our leaders are just taking this all in, and they're loving it. No pun intended, of course, with the loving it. Part, I imagine. <laughs> um, now, something I know that's also, every communicator struggles. Sometimes there's these little niche audiences that are difficult to reach and really connect with. And I know you've worked really hard to get your leaders to encourage your drivers to become uh, more active. And you mentioned that you guys do serve the, the truck driving community, but you also have your own internal community of truck drivers. So I imagine this is a very difficult audience. What kind of work have you guys done to get them engaged and active? We do, and this has become one of our most active audiences on Love Now. So we, as you said, serve professional truck drivers, but we also have an entire division because we have truck drivers who are driving those big fuel tankers that you'll see on the interstates. They're kind of bright yellow loves billboards. We have a thousand of those employees who are driving trucks every single day, again, 24-7, 365, to keep our location stocked with fuel. So they were, by nature, by the fact that they're driving so many hours, one of our most disconnected groups of employees because they're mobile. They're truly mobile. They're moving every moment of the day, and they're driving. So they can't look at a computer. They can't look at their phones. Um, but they do have federally mandated rest periods also. So we knew that if we had a tool that they felt was easy to use, that they could look at either when they're not on shift or when they're on the rest period, that we could really engage them that way. And we, we actually started pulling numbers from our intranet on this group of drivers. And what we saw surprised us is that I think everyone kind of thinks, well, truck drivers tend to be very independent in their jobs. They, they drive their truck, they are usually alone, and they rather like it that way. And we, you can sometimes get in the mindset of maybe being connected to the broader company and to everything that's going on isn't as important to this group because their job takes them all over. But what we found through our intranet is, even though our intranet was probably the hardest for this group to access, we had some people who were jumping through the hoops and really logging on from their own home computers to get on the internet so that they could read our stories, see the news, and make comments. So they became one of our first groups that we rolled out our Love Now app to because we knew there was a hunger there. They had been disconnected and we wanted to bring them in. And I mean, I can't think of a better group to do this with because we singled them out and we said, we want you to be more connected. We want you to be big, a bigger part of this, this whole thing that we call love. You're such an, an engine for everything that we do. And they responded. We, we pushed it out. We launched the app and we said, show us where you're driving. Show us what you do in a day's work. There's so many people who don't realize what our drivers do. And we were flooded with just pictures of bright, shiny trucks. Um, our drivers love it when their trucks are just clean and gleaming and rolling down the road. And then, of course, they all kind of got into a competition of who had the most beautiful landscape by the mountains, in the snow, in the <laughs> desert. We had everything. So 
that was a great way to kick it off. And they are still one of our most um, connected groups. We have a great vice president there, Brent Bergevin, who is, has just a big personality. He has this big love for his drivers and his whole logistics team where he does a weekly video and he tells them, this is what I'm looking at this week. This is what I want you to remember and go out there and be safe and do great. And it's just something that's hugely motivating. Um, they are, they're really probably our most engaged in terms of video and the photos that they're sharing and the information that's being put out there. So huge success story. It was great to see that when it was launched and they became part of the platform that you just shared, you could see the pride that they had in what they, what they did every day, who they represented, you know, they're, they're out in the community, you said, driving the big uh, fuel trucks around. And it was really cool to see them be able to share that um, for others to then engage with them on that platform. It is. I know from a comm standpoint and likely, and I do see this happening within their division too, that connection has made for stronger relationships. So I do say I can credit our Love Now app, not only with connecting them to the information that they need to know and this outlet they have to communicate, it has actually strengthened the relationship between our drivers and our corporate office and also our drivers and the logistics team that's helping them get the fuel that they need to take to our stores. So it's a wonderful case study that I know we need to continue to dig deep into because it has strengthened the working relationship in that department. And that's awesome. And, and you once told me on a phone call we were both on, and I told you then I was going to quote you on this and I'm going to quote you again on this. You said, quote, this app is changing our lives, exclamation. And you were so excited to share that. It's a great quote, but explain for others what you mean by that. How is Love's Now changing your life? It is. And I think, I mean, so many of the things that, that I've spoke about so far with you in this conversation, it really has changed the way we look at communications. Um, we still we know we need to get information into our employees' hands in a way that they can consume it and use it to do their jobs better. Um, but we also knew, I mean, we just knew we had this culture that just wasn't being highlighted enough. Enough to even, you know, our leaders are very focused on operational efficiency and making sure people have what they need and making sure that we're just rolling along smoothly, especially at the pace in which we grow. But what this did in opening up that user-generated content, the videos people are posting, and just the pride we're seeing in people's work, it has opened up everyone's eyes about how much pride they do have, how much love they have for their jobs and for this company. And it has also changed the way our leaders now look at culture in making it kind of that number one thing now that we're always talking about. Our employees were always number one, but I just don't know if we formalized it on that top, top level before, and now we are. So yes, I do credit this app and, and our leadership and a lot of things that have gone very well with now we are more like a Southwest Airlines and that our culture drives us and our employees drive us and our employees who are engaged and happy and showing it and showing each other and sharing um, that kind of closes that loop to happy employees make for very happy customers. As communicators, it has really opened us up too. There's a lot that happens 
organically when you have a mobile app, one that functions because it is a social app. Um, we really had to look at it that way. It's our one piece that works in with that script flipped again to where we've opened it, we have that trust, we want to see that feedback and that sharing from our employees, and we just monitor it from the back end and keep it flowing. It's been so great to hear, and, and personally, I mean, I'm proud of what Loves Now has become, the effort and dedication that you and the rest of the communicators there at Loves have put into this, the care you've given it, the creativity you've provided, giving this outlet to employees. We, we've spent some time, done a great job talking through the, the culture and comms activities there at Loves. But now we got to move on to the next part of the podcast, which is the cocktails part of it. So I'm curious. Uh-huh. Now, you and I were both in uh, Montreal. We spoke together at IBC World Conference last summer, and we ended up at a tiki bar one evening. We did. So, so I know you do enjoy cocktails. So what is your favorite <laughs> cocktail? You're right. There are not many cocktails that I don't enjoy. And, you know, I'm not one of those people that has a signature thing that I, that I will order. But I will say there is, there is one that's a favorite, and it can be kind of hard to find. Actually, I've only found two people who made this correctly for me. One is my husband. The other is the Arizona Biltmore. But it's called an El Diablo. Have you had one? I have not had one. I'm going to hear more about this. <laughs> this is a tequila-based drink, so you have to have a nice, smooth tequila. It also has creme de cassis, so there's that blackberry flavor in there, and lime to kind of take away the sweetness, and ginger beer. So it's this refreshing concoction that's not too sweet, but very tasty. And um, wonderful. Again, if you're, I always think about the Arizona Biltmore. If you're out somewhere, it's sunny and warm. This is a good thing to try. And one or if you're in Oklahoma City, you can hit up Kyla's husband. <laughs> that he can make Exactly. You Just come to our house and we will make you a perfect Diablo cocktail. So, Kyla, thanks again for taking the time to do this. Uh, it's been great seeing Love's Now become what it is. And I'm excited to see it continue to grow and become this cherished uh, channel and platform for loves. And again, thanks again for your, for your time and sharing all of your knowledge and the work that you and your team have put into this. Thank you, Chuck. You and your team have been instrumental in our success. So thanks. I'm excited to see where it goes from here. If you enjoyed what you heard from this episode and want to check out others, find Culture Comes and Cocktails on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And when you do, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. This has been Culture Comms and Cocktails, internal comms served straight up. Thanks for listening.